0: Songs in the Keel Up, a podcast about songs. These might be old songs, new songs or middle-aged songs. Anything that takes my fancy really. Sometimes these shows will be themed around an idea, a person, a genre or some other concept. Other times they will simply reflect my latest obsessions. My new favourite bands, those songs I can't get out of my head. So let's get on with it. As we've waved goodbye to 2021 and said hello to 2022, it's almost inevitable that this show is going to form a look back at some of the highlights from the past 12 months. To do this, I've decided to invite some friends of the show along for the ride to talk about their favourite musical moments of the year and offer a particular song that's got their ears all excited. It's been a funny old year what with Covid ravaging on and showing no signs of going away, but things have opened up a bit, meaning there have been gigs to go to. Music fans haven't been forced to only enjoy their passion within the four walls of their home quite as much. I'm going to be talking about five songs that I've particularly loved from 2021, over the course of this episode, but first, Let's hear from some past guests to see what piqued their interest during the year. Moira Mahaffey and Stuart Turner. So um, Moira and, and Stuart, what, what have your, uh, sort of, what, how's your year been as, as music fans? What's been the highlights for you?
1: We had all of the things that we had bought tickets for yeah. rescheduled <laughs> within the space of a month. So yeah. six, six, six weeks, weeks. Yeah, so we I, had.
0: I saw lots of things on Facebook begging for um, babysitters. Oh
1: yeah, it was point. a it was a logistics nightmare. So we had yeah. what five gigs in London over four weekends. I had six.
2: Weeks. You, well, you did. I had yeah. six gigs in
1: London so, over six yeah. weekends. It was uh, wow. it was a lot, um, a lot of train fares and babysitters and. Uh, but it was fantastic. So the first one that we went up to together was the Jesus and Mary chain doing what should have been the 30th anniversary of Darklands. And this now ended up being like the 32nd, I believe, um, <laughs> yeah. at the Rhine House, which is wonderful. And I think I completely underestimated what it was going to be like to go back into a big gig. I mean, we have been to a few things and they'd been outdoors and they have been quite small and local. So I made it through, not even to the first chorus, and, and just had a little cry in the middle of the roundhouse. Um, it was just, it was overwhelming. Um, and they were fantastic. Um, yeah. They were just, you know, spot on. Um, they were charming, which I don't think everybody thinks they're going to be, because I think they've got that reputation for being, having audiences that were always a little bit fighty in the 80s and, and well, having, themselves. yeah, themselves having bus stops on stage and being... Glasgow yeah. and being a bit, but no, it was it was joyous because it's their kind of popier album as well. Um, yeah, and it, yeah, no, it was it was absolutely delightful. And then the very next night after that, we went to see Neds Atomic Dustbin.
2: It's the thirtieth anniversary concert of their first the release of their first EP, yeah, which, which became was the, the 31st anniversary concert yeah, yeah. of their first EP.
1: Which was a, a deeply contrasting gig of uh, yeah. lots of pointing up and down and, and beer it, being thrown everywhere and, and dense sweat dripping off the ceiling. But It was uh,
2: raining indoors for, yeah. for, from about oh, that was the one. It was so hot. The rain, it was just pouring off the ceiling um, to the point where they had to start covering the monitors with plastic because they were worried about like, yeah. things shorting out.
1: Um, wow! Yeah. So hot, but atmospherically, it was just wonderful. Um,
2: so bouncy, so joyous, so. Yeah. Uh, but I mean, it was in the venue where they had the launch of the, the first EP thirty-one yeah. years ago, um, when they were a much more smaller concern. It even after this, all this time, that every time they announce a gig, it all the tickets fly out the door and the Stourbridge massive. Uh, uh, but the thing is. Um, as was pointed out once, when we went to see them in Bournemouth a few years ago um, uh, on a double header with the Wonder Stuff, and they uh, said uh, they pointed out that this is a sellout crowd. When we sold this venue out in 1994 or whenever it was, um, it didn't look as full. Um, <laughs> it's because everyone is wider.
1: Yeah. <laughs> <laughs>
3: <laughs> Slightly less hair.
1: Um, yes, we have that. Whilst we were there, I took the opportunity to um, speak to DJ Steve Lamarck. All right. And uh, make a special request that they bring the Six Music Festival to Medway.
0: Oh, that's a good idea.
1: Uh, which he responded to by kind of looking a bit baffled and telling me to email him. So I have done. Haven't heard anything yet, but you know, obviously that's, that's you know, there's some <laughs> there's some work to be done there. But I think it's definitely going to happen. Yeah. Massive
0: fan of the prisoners that he is. I think he should definitely do that. Oh,
2: yeah. and the dentist.
1: Funny enough, dentist. when we went to see um, went to the royal function rooms last was it last Saturday. Yes. That we were there. Uh, he was on the guest list to come and see um, Britain great day and the oh, Fathers. Well. Okay. okay, but it didn't turn up, so we didn't get a chance to resume our conversation. But yeah, I think oh. uh, yeah, definitely, definitely, potentially going to happen.
3: Absolutely.
1: Well, Steve
0: Lemack, <laughs> if you're in the unlikely event that you're listening to this podcast, <laughs> please pay heed. <laughs> okay, um, so that's uh, where we're up to I, two or three gigs we've done so far. If you're. Uh,
1: what else we had? We had uh, Billy Bragg also at the Roundhouse. Yeah. He was wonderful. I think it was the very, very last night of his tour and the voice was going, but that just meant that the crowd carried yeah. all the sing-along songs. He,
2: he kind of Robbie Williamed the audience by just pointing the microphone to the crowd, <laughs> the crowd and they just oh, did great. the singing for him, Yeah, and, um, uh, which worked very well for some songs, less well for others. Yeah. But, um, <laughs> greetings greetings <laughs> to the new brunette was required, no singing. Um, New England, New England no, no singing Yeah, yeah. Um, sexuality required no vocals from Mr Bragg whatsoever <laughs> Sorry, he, just, he just sang I've had relations and the crowd did the rest yeah,
1: that's brilliant um, we've also been to see James and the Happy Mondays
2: oh
0: yeah, that was on the same bill wasn't it yeah, yes. yeah. yeah.
2: Yes. Um, seen James many 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 times um, I think they're one of the best live bands I've ever seen which is why I've seen them many many times um saw the Happy Mondays once in 1991 and thought they were absolutely appalling. One of the worst <laughs> live experiences in my life. Just so now, terrible. You know, some of them
1: still are, but it's really endearing and everyone forgives them. <laughs> <That's>
2: yeah. <it. laughs> um, the, the, musically, they're just totally together now. Um, really, really tight. And it's all, yeah. almost entirely the the lineup from Pills, Thrills and Belly X, except for the keyboard players. A mm-hmm. ringer, but the rest of them are all the the, the old the old lags and the yeah. same hats. Yeah, um, it's but it's I I wasn't prepared for them to be that good, yeah. and they were amazing. Um, whereas with James, <laughs> I were prepared to be great, and they were. They're so that was. That, not yeah. very, well, and, um, and
1: Bez has developed into this kind of maracas messiah figure. You know, there's just adoration. <laughs> he can do anything, and um, he's on the he's on top of the monitors, and he's you know everyone's doing their it's workouts just, with him. But it's just
2: this thing where. He walks on stage and suddenly you're in a room with 10,000 people whose shoulders have all relaxed and all their shoulders start to move. And yeah. ho- you can watch it across the whole, You can see it in front of you. You can look behind you, see it behind you. And literally he walks on We're all and best. starts doing the, relaxes his shot, the, roll- the shoulders start rolling, the maracas yeah. are, you can't <laughs> hear them. There's no hiccups in the maracas. <laughs> He's standing at the front of an arena with some maracas that no one can hear and the whole room is doing what he's doing. Yeah. And it's like the Pied Piper. And it, it almost doesn't matter how good or bad or indifferent, like Sean Ryder's um, vocals are.
1: Which so, they were all of those things, good, bad. and <laughs>
2: <laughs> But then they always were. So it's not like this is news. No.
1: <laughs> and then last weekend must've been our final one of the season, wasn't it? it was the spin exclusion. The, yeah, uh, yeah. the uh,
2: More tastic. Okay, fantastic Medway gig at the um, function rooms, which was how uh, oh, brilliant. Well, yeah. which was everything you you pay for on the ticket. <laughs>
1: <laughs> it was just like, yeah, yeah. It was kind of like having everybody back together who we used to see at all the gigs, and then we've seen online doing all of Kev's video yeah. contribution nights, yeah, but in real life once again. So yeah, it was that was great. Catch-up. Although
2: I did find at uh, that gig, particularly, um, I'd forgotten how to speak to people. Um, <laughs> <laughs> I'm still trying genuinely I'm struggling with this I, I spent a long time just speaking with about four or five people for the last two years a lot yeah. and so you develop kind of conversational shorthand yeah. and then you you lose the ability to do small talk with people you used to see regularly yeah and then they just see you as some what is this idiot just shouting in my face <laughs> why is <are> you- <laughs> he yeah. anyway it's
1: it... so that's yeah so we're back in big style in live music recently but also yeah. just yeah. now quite happy to not go up to london for a little while and not to have that intensity of all of those but I, I
2: also i also in that short period saw laura Marlin um it, also at the roundhouse again oh, yeah. um, I, you know i had my regular standing spot um yeah and also yeah. um the nhs workers Manic Street Pictures gig in Cardiff. Oh, of well. course. You were going was, to that at that point. And... Which was oh. my first uh, foray into live music for yeah. a long time.
1: Well, that's why you were so much more heart when we
2: saw Obviously,
1: Jesus of yeah. Mary than I was. Um, Loved that the yeah. Had some uh, other, not so, um, the festival that we used to always look forward to taking the kids to in the summer was Indie Tracks, and that hasn't happened for two years. And then yeah. this year they've announced that that's it. It's not yeah, happening ever again. Oh, I saw that. Yeah, you just can't get the funding in, so that's been a, a bit of a, a heartbreaker. But we're kind of on the lookout for something mm. else that we can go to. Hopefully, in the summer, fingers crossed. And so, uh, if you
2: know of any other child-friendly uh, indie pop festivals that have train um, museums attached to them, preferably with a signal box where you can leave leave yeah. your. Uh, ADHD suffering son.
3: Um,
2: <laughs> <laughs> well, he doesn't suffer from ADHD. No. Everybody else does. So it's mm-hmm. kind of he's absolutely fine. Yeah. Um, he's it's, fine. Uh, he, he, um, but yeah, any kind of um, music festival with a built-in trained babysitter would be okay. Not not too
0: niche. Okay, that's absolutely. fine.
2: It, what we thought we didn't think it was. I mean, for, we've had for years, it's just been there, <laughs> yeah. yeah, yeah. Where was it? So, yeah, Where, what, have, no, what was the preserved the... line it was on?
1: It was the um, Butterly. but it's Railway. the Midlands Railway Centre, is what it's called, isn't it? So, I'm yeah. not sure. What the, the line was, it was, it was part okay. of it. Might have been the Midlands
0: and Central one. And what about um, albums and and and, and uh, songs therein? In what, what what's so a tickled your house? fancy?
1: I should say that I have two post-it notes in front of me in which I've uh, <laughs> got a top 10 here so it was uh, there was a year of kind of people who we've always liked sort of surprisingly just releasing things that we weren't yeah. expecting so um Franz Ferdinand just pulled a new single out of the bag recently which I really like um Billy mm-hmm. Goodbye yeah. Um there was uh Fleet Foxes just dropped, as, as the young people say, an album kind of out of the blue, out of nowhere, which was absolutely beautiful. Yeah. Um, and, and just it was lovely and comforting to kind of have them back. And uh, certainly yeah. there was a track on that called Sunblind that was just perfectly poised and positioned um, in the springtime when it was released. And that was really, really nice to have that sort of thing around again. Um, people that we've been into for a few years, like Villagers, had some excellent. Oh, yeah. Coming out this year, mm. Circles in the Firing Line was a.
0: They, yeah. He, hey, they,
1: um, do that thing where the first time you hear it, your ears pick up and you know it's Villagers, and then it, it really encroaches on you and you find you've got it as an earworm. Yeah.
2: No so, matter how
1: many times. Yeah. He, it, he, it grows on you. So the weird thing
2: is, we've, we've seen Villagers twice, but always him on his own as a solo acoustic thing. Yeah. and whenever you see him interviewed or hear him interviewed, he always talks about the band. And mm. the, I've never we, we we know not this band. We know only him. Villages as solo thing. Um we yeah. you know there is a band. It just, you know. Connor, what's his surname? He needs to bring them along.
0: Yeah. Now I I saw <laughs> I saw Villages. I think it was just after the release of their first album, and it was at latitude twenty twelve. Did he have friends? Yeah, he so had did friends. He, just have his acoustic guitar he, he had, a, he had a, a guitarist sort of prowling around the stage very methodically, like he was about to attack something. Um, <laughs>
2: yeah. But yeah, mesmerizing performance. Yeah. Yeah. It's a, so. it's a, it's a hell of a voice. And it's, and mm. know, um, but he's always had this like gaffer tapey acoustic guitar that <laughs> looks like it's more more looks more in danger of falling apart than Willie Nelson's and that's really going down um, yeah.
0: oh, Conor O'Brien, that's his name isn't it yes yeah
1: yeah yeah yeah, yeah. yeah. I knew we it was had, there um,
2: somewhere
1: CPAR of course so we, we talked about previously coming out with yeah. you know new and great stuff i mm. done uh reasonably recently the last few months um Jack White brought out a single taking me back which is
0: yeah
1: kind of Jack White by numbers, but still for all of that, you know, it's a really yeah. <laughs> hooky <laughs> quality, ear grabbing number.
3: Yeah.
1: And then um, there were various people that I discovered kind of for the first time this year, or was aware of before, but who released things that I really liked. Um, Bess Atwell. Um, oh yeah. We played at one of the um, festivals here. It would have been homespun, wouldn't it? In the Nags like Head a few years ago. Who's up what? Bess Atwell. Yes, I just of from there. And, uh, With the Yes, you're in the same bell. Certainly, she did not escape the attention of many of our friends uh, <laughs> due to, to her.
2: The drummer of the Plateau yeah, Society due to her at that time.
1: Very <laughs> appealing <laughs> performance. Um, so, But she released a, a single early on um, in the year called Co op, and it was about the phenomenon of going out to your local co op, specifically during lockdown. Yeah. And then coming back with an earworm of the song that you heard in there. And it was just ah. something we could relate to. <laughs> yeah. That's what we did. Those little shops that you had to rely on to go and get bits and pieces. Yeah. Um, yeah. So it was all, you know, have you even been to the co-op if you don't come back singing the song that you heard on the kind <laughs> yeah. of co-op radio? Yeah. Um, and that was that was very adorable. And, um, yeah. There's a, a singer called Samantha Crane who I've only discovered this oh, year. Oh, uh, yes. Lot about
0: her. She did that song yeah. with This Little Light of Mine in it and it's brilliant yes. and it's great and yes. it's fantastic. Yeah, yes. she's got
1: some great stuff. Yeah, so I've really enjoyed that. Um, and Jewel Culpepper was another kind of discovery this year um, who is, how yeah, do we describe this? Kind of um, in that same way that Michael Kiwanuka kind of brought back Old soul. Big old soul. Mm. He's got soul, but there's also there's swing and there's funk in there as well. Would you say? Yeah. i yeah. you listen to him. Yeah. So, yeah, I've been really impressed by him and well, I've enjoyed everything I've heard from him. And then I guess the other sort of singer-songwriter recently has been Lucy Dacus. Okay, yeah. Um, Particularly a song called Brando that's getting quite a bit of airplay on, on Six Music, which is my kind of go-to for finding new things. Mm. Um, so, yes, I've been really enjoying that single and, and kind of other things that she's put out as well so yeah, yeah it's been a mixture of the kind of reassurance of people that you've always liked producing yeah. new material and it's still been of a quality and then finding new people this year as well I suppose
0: brilliant so you you've chosen a particular song that you want to uh, talk about in a bit more depth and we're actually going to listen to a bit of it so Moira what is it and why have you chosen it
1: well this is Shays Long by Wet Leg okay um, I, I don't know much about them, beyond the fact that they're from the Isle of Wight.
0: Yeah, um, that's what I immediately picked up. So they're from the same place
2: as the Bees. Yes. no Lentner. no
1: Lovely, Edner. lovely okay. town. I I right. Very nice, very nice destination. Um, yeah, and they seem to have kind of accidentally formed this band, almost, I think they both, the, the, the two main singers, had independent kind of songs going on and, and careers almost going on and they've accidentally come together and they seem to have accidentally named the band as well as <laughs> wet leg as so they're looking for something to call it. And from well I was saying they hit, well, yeah, so saying, they hit a... kind of different keys on the emoji keyboard and one was the one for wet and one was the one for leg and they just went oh well go with this shall I've, we? Heard, I've heard
2: have a conflicting <laughs> story well whereby, <laughs> whereby they, they they someone um did a spillage in the back of a van or car and that they've got a wet trouser trousers i've got wet leg i've got wet leg like wet socks
1: oh well, wet socks are right. nice to...
2: yeah. anyway, yes yeah. but um, i'm not sure that's right either no. but you know anyway,
1: but they are, there they are cr- creating their own legend <laughs> um, so yes i really don't know much about them apart from the fact that it's it's quirky and it's hooky and it's fun and the videos are amazing that uh, <laughs> accompany all the tunes that we've seen them do so far and i think yeah. they were one of the um when they announced some live gigs, the tickets were selling out rapidly because everybody wants to find out a bit more about them. And, uh, it's the, uh,
2: the, the, there's a there was a uh, Latitude performance of chaise L'Ange where they're in a small tent and everyone in a tent is doing the backing. There's a thing it, where the, there's a kind of spoken word backing vocal that goes, what? And the whole yeah. tent just goes,
3: what? <laughs> <laughs> At
2: once. <laughs> and it kind of, Undercuts the whole softly spoken backing. Yeah, <laughs> oh,
1: brilliant.
2: Um, they,
1: they seem good fun. They seem inventive. Mm. Um, so yeah, people are looking forward to finding out more about it and hopefully seeing at some point. It's um, it, it,
2: Ventnor is a is an odd is an odd town. It feels like somewhere in the south of France, in the south of the Isle of Wight. Because it there's this thing, there's um, wet leg and there's like dry cleaning.
0: As well, yeah. very similar, sort of nonchalant female vocal, also yeah. um,
2: dead anyway. Dry, dry cleaning are less funny. <laughs> <laughs> not, not, or at least not intentionally. Uh, yeah. Okay.
1: Yeah. <laughs> yeah, no, I've got a lot of time for dry cleaning as well. Yeah,
2: yeah. but uh, um,
0: sort of in a, in, a similar, in a similar area, that sort of mm. quite deadpan delivery.
1: Yeah.
2: It's a kind of female Marky Smith kind of. Mm. Yeah.
1: but discernible you know yeah you can, can make up words.
2: <laughs> um also yeah. the jokes are actually funny
3: <laughs> <laughs>
2: yeah so yeah it just seems to be a, a a thing of the moment um yeah there is a um, lot there's a lot of that kind of spoken marky smithy speak singing stuff
1: See you think of it as Mark Lee Smith, I think of it as Rex Harrison Okay, the... <laughs> well that, that shows the
2: generation gap that yeah. we have between this old lady. <laughs>
1: Why
0: can't the English teach their children how to speak? Yes. <laughs> exactly.
1: Bloody English. <laughs>
0: <laughs> okay, let's hear a bit of uh, wet leg and Shay's launch.
4: Mummy, Daddy, look.
0: choice of Moira, now it's time for Stuart and his uh, choice, um, what what are the also rounds that you've uh, picked before we
2: uh, hit on the, the, the main song Well, uh, much as Moira was saying uh, my, my 2021 has been a combination of people I've known for a long time releasing stuff um, which has been great, um, mm-hmm. people I've always known um, finding out stuff by people I've always known or I have known for a long time that I didn't know existed, which is also great.
4: Yeah.
2: Um, but also, um, yeah, been quite a lot. there has been a lot of new stuff by new people. Um, I, I, last time we spoke, I talked about Talkboy and their song Wrapped in Blue was yeah. uh, apparently my, my Spotify top top hit. The, the song I listen to more than any other on the streaming services um, right. I don't think that's reflective of um, like everything I was listening to but I did listen to it a lot and I think it's great yeah. and I thoroughly advise anyone listening to uh, check them out, it's really good but um, I also discovered the kind of uh, a, a whole tranche of um, American psychedelic fuzzy bands but fuzz bands Yeah. psychedelic fuzz bands I don't know what else I can't really Psych bands, yeah, that sounds rubbish. Anyway, <laughs> bands <laughs> are, are, are kind of a slightly psychedelic edge. Um, a lot of them have the word black in them. So, um, uh, but, uh, LA Witch were, were a band I discovered this year. I like very much. I don't think they had anything out this year, but they're a band I discovered this year.
3: Um, right. And I like them very
2: much. Um, black Angels, I like very much. don't think they had anything out this year apart from a live album from a long time ago. Um, right. That that was all very good. Um, I I genuinely liked the new Mannix album. Um, Mm -hmm. It it seems very in keeping with earlier albums by the Mannix, which is Mm -hmm. not necessarily a bad thing. The -hmm. fact that they had also two ABBA songs on the album seems to be um, um, (laughs) unexpected and unlikely, but um, I liked it all the same, and they were astonishing. Astonishing live as always um I very much enjoyed discovering uh the band PompoCo from Sweden uh, from Norway rather than not Sweden um and I went to see them in Southampton um, yeah that's the I missed that one I missed I went to see PompoCo in Southampton um You've been
0: very busy for a,
2: for a year where most of, most of the time, time it, but um, weren't allowed. It, it, Pompoko in Southampton well, as soon as gigs were allowed, it was uh, this was a rescheduled off. tour. So um, yeah, it was my the first of my rescheduled tour things was on Poco in Southampton, and mm. absolutely extraordinary. Um, I used the word extraordinary a lot because I don't know have I don't have any other adjectives to describe what I saw. Um, yeah. it was the same as the best thing because at the front of the audience, uh, the lead singer moves. And she moves in such a hypnotic way. that The whole audience moved with her. And mm-hmm. at the end of their like hour and a half, you felt like you'd just been at a gym class. And everyone <laughs> has been doing all of her moves, sort of the whole thing. Um, unlike Bez, um, it isn't just rolling your shoulders, however. So it was slightly more tiring because she's a younger lady. Uh, I saw the band Black Honey. Uh, oh, did you see Dave? I went to see the Libertines at the castle. appreciate oh, Yeah, yeah, yeah. Anyway, on the bill with, <laughs> was the band Black Honey, who I'd never heard of. I really yeah. liked very much. They were very good. I've um, been listening to their material um, uh, quite a lot. Um, there's, a, there's a band um, on um, damaged goods called The Korets, who are kind of half-Brazilian, yeah. half-Swedish. Um, they had a yeah. song called about Ringo called Ringo. I like that very much. <laughs> it's kind of, um, it's a two-piece band that sound like Phil Spector. Um, right. Filling the gap in my life left by the the, the absence of the Ravenettes. Uh, it, it was, um, they're very good. Um, I think, I think, um, yeah, ultimately, um, it's music that I listen to is always affected by the stuff that's going on in my life around me and it's been a really weird year even more so in some ways for Mm. us collectively and personally um than than last year which was weird for a lot more people but Mm. this year's affected us more deeply than last year and it's
3: Mm. and
2: it's the grindingness of the weirdness yeah um yeah it just the weirdness keeps grinding on, and um, that's yeah, that's, remorselessly. Uh, that's yeah, yeah, and that's had an effect on things. Um, so, the weirdest thing for me is when thinking about, and it is genuinely strange for me anyway, um, is that when thinking about what song sums up twenty twenty one for me, it's a song I actually play on, which um, mm-hmm. I don't. I would not ordinarily do. Yeah. <laughs> but I can't think of a better song um, to sum up the year that um, mm. has come out this year. Yeah. Um, and the al- the album uh, The Quiet One by These Guilty Men that I am on, um, I play guitar on um and helped put together is uh contains the song This Year, uh which is a song about optimism. Mm. for the following year it's about it's not about optimism for the now it's about optimism for the future yes and and I think uh that's where I am uh, Mm. now (laughs) yeah and I think I hope that's where I can find my friends and uh this year maybe our year who knows but let's hope so um and uh you know it's got a cracking guitar riff, and uh, also, I I I always tell him, and he never believes me, but I do think that Simon Bunyan is one of the most underrated songwriters I know. Um, I don't know mm. a lot of very good songwriters, and um, yeah, I, know. I wouldn't have said uh, this time last week. I would have said something completely different, but I went to see him play a gig on Thursday. Um, yeah, it, it it was it was great, and that song was particularly joyous. Yeah. Um, particularly on, uh, in wake of the fact that the uh, Rachel Lowry, who um,
3: we sings, you
2: know, oh, we believe you know. Um, I, I, I've heard of her. Yeah. She she sings the backing vocals on the song, and at the gig on Thursday, Simon hmm. uh, just started playing it, and then she just got up on and yeah. started doing her backing vocals, whether she he, whether he wanted her to or not. <laughs> <laughs> it... Which. I think it's, it's very, very of the right. infectious yes. nature of yeah. the optimism was... of the song, I hope. Yeah,
1: yeah. I think that what the end of this year has taught us is that if there are people out there who've got a project in the pipeline, or an idea for something, or something they want to do with people, and they're waiting around for any reason, mm. uh, don't wait around. <laughs> yeah. Get it done. Get together. Yeah. Get it done. No matter what getting together takes. And yeah. You've got something to put out there. Yeah. It
0: <laughs> yeah 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 it, it is a a gorgeous well, there's a, a sort of a gentle optimism to i put in, in my notes when listening to it simple but powerful um yeah and uh yeah absolutely absolutely gorgeous it, it's just a run of bad luck things will change because this year is our year like i said all along it's uh yeah just a really powerful message sung on the album, singing in quite a, a gentle way. It's not like a, an anthem or anything. It's just, just there saying, he, come he on, it's going to be all right. He
2: turned up with the song to a rehearsal. And um, he said I've got a new song. I don't think it's finished. And he mm-hmm. just started playing it. And um, Rob joined in on drums. And yeah. um, Mark just joined in on bass. And then I just wrote, I just joined in on guitar mm-hmm. um, literally the first run through. Everyone just turned to each other and went, well, that's finished. <laughs> <laughs> and, <it> was... <laughs> um, uh, uh, and we said, let's do it again. And we ran around again. And um, Mark recorded it on his phone and he played it back to a friend of his who he worked with or worked with at the time. And, um, said when's that coming out he said well that's the, literally the second rehearsal take we haven't we're just working out how it goes and um you know, no no it sounds that's that's how it should be and yeah when we went to record it properly we didn't add anything or take anything away we just left it mm. yeah. brilliant let's hear a bit of
0: um this year uh, by these guilty men uh on which you will hear Stuart playing guitar and Rachel singing um, vocals. Um, thanks very much, Moira and Stuart. It's been an absolute pleasure as ever. Um, here's wishing you a very happy new year. It's
3: just a run of bad luck Things will change
4: Cause this year it's our year I said all along, this won't last too long, while I've got you, cause this year it's our year, oh baby come on.
0: Field Music released a rather wonderful album this year by the name of Flat White Moon. It was filled with a kind of subtle funk and complicated rhythms we've all come to love of the band with brothers. For me, the standout track is No Pressure, which comes with absolutely everything you could ever want from a pop song. A catchy bass hook, shimmering keyboards, Beatlesy ooh la la la's backing vocals, and a musical nod to a Queen and Bowie collaboration while researching for this segment of the podcast i found a rather brilliant youtube video the band had created which i'd urge you to watch taking the song and breaking it down as to what's happening where and how they did it not only does it offer an insight into their creative process it's also very very funny lyrically the song is all about resilience about cycles of being crushed in the ruins but getting through it because it's all happened before. In the hands of some late 90s folk punks, you'd have probably heard a line about getting knocked down and getting up again before one of them threw a bucket of water over John Prescott. But here, it's all about that groovy bass line, tight drums, and those gorgeous harmonies.
3: There's no pressure.
0: Two rather wonderful pieces of electronica were released, which I got very excited about. One of them, which I was lucky enough to receive as a Christmas present from my wife, was John Hopkins' Music for Psychedelic Therapy, which is so chilled out it's a wonder it ever got finished. The other, a rather less laid back affair, is Overflow by Rival Consoles, or Ryan Lee West as his mum probably refers to him. It was originally produced as a soundtrack for the choreography of Alexander Whitley in his dance performance of the same name. The opening track, Monster, is a menacing, brooding beast of a thing, all relentless bass notes, swampy noises and off-putting rhythms. There's something of the malevolent spirit of Philip Glass's Koya Nikatsi soundtrack about the piece. In an interview with ErasedTapes.com, He explained how, The piece opens with monster which has a kind of drunken madness to it, highly repetitive to mirror the repetitive nature of how we as humans engage with technology such as social media. It's sometimes edging towards chaos but yet always returning back to the same starting point, but eventually giving way to exhaustion. I wanted to create a bold opening piece for overflow. And I think we can all agree he's done just that. My first ever guest on this podcast was Mark Simmons from the duo Dead Anyway. Kate Arnold performs the dark, twisted and always marvellous lyrics and Mark does everything else. Drumming, programming, the works. Dead Anyway have been getting themselves some attention lately thanks in part to Tom Robinson's promotion of their track Space Dust from their second album Are We Doing This? So I thought as we're taking a retrospective look at all things 2021... I'd catch up with Mark to see what his musical highlights of the year were and, of course, talk about one of his favourite tracks of the past 12 months.
5: A tennis ball in the sock against the garage door means your sister's going to leave you alone for a change.
0: So Mark, uh, good to see you again, catch up with you. Um, How's your your year been in music? Been quite busy, I gather.
6: yeah, it's not not been much in the way of gigs though. So. No, yeah. no. I've seen two bands in the last twelve months, I think. Oh, I've been fortunate to have seen them. So
0: yeah, yeah. Who who did you see?
6: Um, I went to see The Wedding Present because Kate's a huge fan of The Wedding Present and always has been. And oddly enough, you know, you I've been to s- so many festivals over the years and so many gigs where the, the Wedding Present have been on a bill or a stage somewhere, and yeah. never seen them. It's just oh, wow. one of those bands. Just never seen. It. I don't know whether they just clashed with other bands that've been on that I wanted to see. Yeah, So um, went to see them. Uh, I really don't know anything about them at all. Uh, uh, don't know any of their tracks, or you know, apart from the sort of the fact that they've been around forever and a day, and they've got a, an ever-changing, ever-evolving lineup. That's
3: yeah, all I knew. And uh, it was at
6: the Guildhall in Gloucester, venue you, you know well. Yeah, and it was um, it was brilliant. I really enjoyed it. Oh, excellent. Yeah. Yeah, and we made some new friends who'd lost their car, which is difficult in Gloucester because it's a big <laughs> place to forget where you parked your car. So we, we helped him track him down. I'd, I'd like to think that's one of my little wedding present stories. That, you know, Wonderful. Got, got him home. Excellent. Well, Brilliant. So, um, and Back to the jury in Bristol is the other one.
0: Okay, because he was on, uh, well, it was the BED, wasn't it? That he was on your um, mm. your Songs in the Key Of episode mm. in, the, in the first place. So how did that go? How yeah. was that?
6: That was cracking. Really good. Big venue in, in, in Bristol that I'd not been to before. Uh, it's called the Marble Factory or something. Right. Something like that. i have not been there. It was probably called something else back in the day, but it's, it wasn't a venue that I was familiar with. <clears throat> and I, I called... I, dreadful cold, so uh, you know, jabs and all the rest of it. Nobody, yeah. uh, nobody was wearing masks. <laughs> God, awful cold, which I then gave to everybody I know. So, uh, yeah, it was, uh, it was a memorable one for all sorts of reasons, not least uh, Baxter's brilliant performance. Yeah. But, yeah, cracking. Have you seen anything? Can I ask you that?
0: Um, no, the only, well, the only gig I've seen was with a, a chap, M.G. Balter, who is going to be on this uh, very podcast um, with, with his own choice of song. Um, and I uh, did a, a Songs in the Key Off episode with him as well. And he, the, the gig he did was on, on a boat. It's called the Edith May, which is a sailing barge. Um, and I, I, do, I, I do like a gig on a boat. Yeah. As as you will know, because I saw an Ernest Cox gig on a boat and loved it. And also one of my one of the first meetings I had with my wife was on a boat when she was gigging. So I, I really do like gigs on boats. And yeah, back to M.G. Walter, he, he was he was amazing, but there'll be more of him later on in this in this episode. Yeah. Um, yeah. He's been the only gig I've seen so far, but it, it was it, it was a good one.
6: It's scary, isn't it? You don't know what to do, really. Whether it's yeah. uh, wise or not wise, but some yeah. some artists, you just I don't know. You just have to do it. I think.
0: Yeah, uh, we've we've got the food fighters lined up for next week, ne- next year. So that's 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 something to look forward to. So
6: yeah, <laughs> just finished um, Dave Grohl's book. Was oh yeah, Dave Grohl's book. No, yeah, I haven't. It's, it's cracking. I stormed through it. It's, uh, mm-hmm. it's really good. Everything you'd want from it, and a lot more. Very yeah. Yeah.
0: Yeah. Seems like a thoroughly decent chap. Yeah.
3: Yeah.
0: <laughs> yeah. Right. So, um, you've chosen a particular song for us to chat about, um, but before we get there, I wondered um, what other songs have caught your attention that didn't quite cut muster for the the actual final choice you went for. So, any right. anything you can recommend? I've
6: heard. I've heard. A few recently, I did my usual thing of, of trying to shortlist it and, <laughs> and uh, play it to my chums. And they can't yeah. play that one or that one, because I'm terrible at it. I don't know how you do it, to be honest. Shortlisting to ten is, that took me a month to sort <laughs> that out. Trimming it down to one. In the end, it was just like, oh, what's making me leap about a bit at the moment? So we went to the one we went, got, but, um, A Welsh band called Los Blancos almost made it.
0: Yeah.
6: Um, the track's called 100 AD, which right. I absolutely love. No idea what they're going on about. Occasional lines that sound like they're saying 20p. Or, Are they um,
0: oh, they're singing in Welsh? Oh, right.
6: I believe so. Unless, okay. The yeah, it's so heavy that I, I just... <laughs> yeah, I'm so dim. <laughs> <laughs> I don't want to think... Because the last, our last episode was uh, Songs in the Key of Misinformation, wasn't it, really? I mean, we, uh, we missed an awful lot of actual facts. You know, why let the fact ruin a good story and all that?
0: Absolutely, yeah.
6: What else do I have? Heard, um... Oh, Mandy, Indiana. Have you heard them from Manchester? No.
0: Okay. Mandy, yeah. Indiana.
6: Yeah, they, they've got a cracking... I've got no idea how you say this, but um, Nike of Sam, Samoth Race or something like that. That's the, the EP, maybe just called Mandy, Indiana. Right here, here I go again. <laughs> well, well, <DJ>. <laughs> <laughs> Wonderful the, track, the track's number two anyway. It's another just barnstormer. Wonderful. Um, those those two were in my top top with, with the one that you know made it to number one. <laughs>
2: so, yeah.
6: Yeah. Um, apart, apart from that, I've missed. Um, who, who I would have loved to have seen the Viagra Boys. They're playing at the moment, and uh, yeah. that last their album, they made my top did didn't they? Mm. Uh, with a cover, subsequently discovered. Ah. <laughs> so, yeah, would have, have seen them, but missed that. Uh, mm. But that's just so much good stuff. I don't know. Yeah. yeah, yeah. That's uh. Those are, the, those are the two that, th- that were in the top three. And today, and I think you might like this band because I, I think you're a bit of a fan of the, the shoegaze genre. Um, <laughs> uh, but there's a Japanese band called Collapse. Okay. Who, um, I've just literally just found them today and they've blown my head off. Very My Bloody Valentine, but but really, really well done. And their videos are beautiful as well. So Yeah. Worth were- it in them out
0: wonderful collapse i will i will look them out okay so let's let's move on to your actual choice proper um and that is i will i'll give you uh, i'll give you the opportunity to to, to um, announce them what did you choose mark
6: i chose a track called the love again by only child tyrant
0: yeah and it's bloody good Delta. So, yeah, so um, it starts off with that sort of Mellotron sound that you get on the beginning of Strawberry Fields. Yeah. That's what I was getting. And it just goes off on one in a kind of Thai Seagull kind of fuzzy bonkers guitar thing. How did, how did you come across uh, this one?
6: I think it may have been on um, Bagel Radio. The okay. DJ, DJ Ted, I listen to him most Fridays. Yeah. He does an astonishing radio show, which is it's called the 480 Minute Show because that's what it is. He broadcasts yeah. live from New York from nine in the morning till five in the afternoon. Wow. Um, and yeah, he just plays some incredible stuff. Generally, weeks or months ahead of Six Music, you know, mm. the stuff that he plays will, will quite frequently reach their so yeah. list and make its way up through to. Yeah, I've got the feeling it was it was either Ted played it or um, I watch a lot of skateboard videos because mm-hmm. um, that's a, another passion of mine. And uh, a lot of skateboard videos, the, the skaters get to choose their own music that they'll you know play behind their footage, or uh, the companies will choose it. And I guess they just go with artists that they don't have to pay a lot of money. to <laughs> I'm Not sure. So you often find. Failing. You, you know killer little chunks of uh, music and this one just ripped my head off so i, I yeah. can not tell you where, but i've absolutely played it to death ever since it's just,
0: yeah.
6: yeah brilliant
0: it's a, it's so he's a chap that uh goes by a, a multiple of guises. um it, it says on wikipedia <laughs> so his real name's amon tobin amon tobin otherwise oh, okay. known as Two Fingers. And he's uh, yeah, Brazilian, yeah. but he's just been all over the world. And um, Again, I'm getting this all off Wikipedia, so it might just be complete rubbish. Um,
6: That's right, because right, I've downloaded a number of uh, Two Fingers things, because yeah. the production is mental, and all the arrangements are completely fruitcake as well. So yeah, yeah I would imagine it's the same. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 So,
3: so it's
0: it says here about soundtracks on songs being used on the italian job remake okay. soundtrack and 21 which i think was we don't talk about them anymore but kevin spacey film about car sharks yeah. and featured on uh, on an episode of top gear as well so you know been everywhere yeah, yeah. so what w- um what is it in particular about this song uh, track that you
6: like well i i thought it was bass that instrument that just goes mental at yeah seconds in or whatever, it might be bass guitars and everything else just in the same fuzz about i've got no yeah. idea but it, it, the timing of of that riff is i don't know what it is about that kind of off kilter and you know, whole mix just is built around one terrific riff i don't think you can go far wrong really no yeah that the drums i love the drums the drums just feel really light like somebody some terrific player is playing. It could all be samples, no idea, but they're just they're just hearts. I don't know, it appeals to the 90s indie kid in me, I thing, Yeah. Cranks it all up to 11 and just, and, and I love the fact that when you think it's all died out and they go back to the Mellotron, it's almost like the band have all looked at each other and just gone, should we just do it one more time? Just for the hell of it. <laughs>
1: <laughs> yeah.
6: Good end, good end of the year, Chuck, I reckon.
0: Absolutely. Okay. brilliant
6: Brilliant.
0: well thanks very much mark for contributing uh this song here is only child tyrant with the love again Twenty-one saw the release of the 20th anniversary box set edition of Radiohead's Kid A and Amnesiac, which came under the bewilderingly difficult to pronounce name of Kid A-Mnesia. For the compact disc enthusiast, it came out with three discs. One disc for each of the original albums, which I suspect most people with an interest in the album already had, and a third disc, which was the main draw. It's called Kid Amnesiae and features songs from the cutting room floor, together with alternate mixes to songs from the two albums with which we're already familiar. One track from the album is the spellbinding Polk Pull True Love Waits version, which is nothing less than a mashup of two pre-existing songs. The most familiar is Polk Pull Revolving Doors from Amnesiac, whose sounds of ethereal weirdness, all trundling mechanisms and whooshings and shimmerings, underpin the track. What appears over the top will be familiar to fans who got their mitts on Radiohead's live album, I Might Be Wrong, back in 2001. Alternatively, if you've got 2016's Moonshaped Pool, you may know True Love Waits from there. It's one of those songs from Radiohead's back catalogue that has got fans very excited over the years because of its rarity, only appearing as a live version until they finally got round to issuing the studio version 15 years later, so there's always been something of a sense of a mystery to it, a hidden gem. While anyone familiar with the evangelical movement's views on chastity may worry this song might be all about endorsing purity rings and other such virginity fetishising propaganda true love waits is actually a rather dark claustrophobic tale of submission and codependency i'll drown my beliefs to have your babies i'll dress like your niece and wash your swollen feet just don't leave don't leave something very very dark is happening here But then again, it is Radiohead. 2021 was the only gig I went to, which I've already mentioned during my chat with Mark Simmons. MG Balter performed songs from his new album from 2021, Clifftown, on board the sailing barge the Edith May, and it was magical. Clifftown is an album all about MG Balter's hometown of Southend-on-Sea. If you like beautifully formed, acoustic songs carved out with love and dedication, it's absolutely inevitable you will love Clifftown. Here, though, is M.G. Balter talking about one of his favourite songs from the year.
6: Their kids grow up
3: to a lawnmower drone Their kids grow old, move away from home By seafront...
6: Hi, Stephen. And songs in the key of. The song that I've picked as a highlight of 2021 is a song called Sumerian Shade by Sufjan Stevens and Angelo D. Augustine. It was a song that came out quite late in the year, but it's just a beautiful, melodic, lovely song uh, from an album called A Beginner's Mind. I hope you enjoy it.
0: Ever since Digital Witness barged its earworm-like way into my brain, I've been a big, big fan of St Vincent. Annie Clark's 2021 album Daddy's Home was the subject of endless listens when it first came out, and no song from the record stood out more than the excellent Pay Your Way In Pain. It swaggers around, channeling the warped, twisted energy of the thin white Duke himself, St Vincent's vocals do all manner of gymnastics, while the sleazy guitars pump and grind beneath. But it's the lyrics that really do the work here. It's no secret to listeners of these podcasts that I've got a fair bit of experience of life with anxiety, depression and general stress. And one of the key things I've learned about the cause of such feelings is that sense of shame often learn from our elders and so-called betters, which tells us we're not good enough because of all the various sins of commission and omission that get inflated in our heads until we're completely incapacitated, unable to work out what we could possibly ever do that's right, that we will always be wrong. Or is that just me? St Vincent's pay your way in pain is perfect because it tells me that at least one person in this world, namely Annie Clark, lives with those same fears and terrors, and if I have them, and someone with the word saint in their name has them, surely there's got to be others, which must mean that maybe I'm not so bad after all, and maybe neither are my supposed sins.
4: My check-in, the man looked at my face, said we don't have a record. Oh no, you thought we had forgotten. The show is only getting started. The road, is feeling like a pile. Sit down, stand up, head down, hands up, and hey, you.
0: Joining me now is my wife Rachel Lowry, and Rachel, you're going to tell me about your favourite song of the year. What is your favourite song of the year?
5: My favourite song, well, the song I've chosen is Self Esteem Do It All the Time.
0: Okay, and why have you chosen that?
5: Well, to start with, I found it really hard to choose one song for this year because the song, the music that I listen to, isn't necessarily just like new releases from one year, do you know what I'm saying? Yeah. but I've listened to that album, Prioritise Pleasure, again and again. Mm-hmm. Like when you bought it and then I nicked it and now it's in my car. <laughs> and we yeah. have to hide the front cover from the kids. Because it's <laughs> <laughs> like highly Oof. inappropriate for like yeah. their mum to be holding on that CD. But I, um, what's her name, Rebecca? I can't remember her last name. I just think she's an amazing singer to start yes. with. And, but this song, I think you mentioned it in one of your previous Podcast about it, is, it. it's yeah. like that it's like the Baz Luhrmann um don't wear, suns- wear, uh, wear sunscreen everyone's free to wear free sunscreen drink. yeah but I one of the things about this song is I listened to it with my friend Sam and Sam was just saying she was like she said the thing and then she said the next thing she and then the, like she yeah. said all the things like she's so honest and truth telling, yeah, and saying it with such presence and power i I just think she's fucking amazing yes. I really do, and this song is just the total pinnacle of that for me, and it's a real yeah anthem of prioritized pleasure that's one of the lyrics that she and I, I love the way Sheila really goes through it when she says that I love it
4: look up Lean back. is making me feel like i'm missing out on something but if i went to your barbecue i'd feel uncomfortable and not be sure what to say anyway it's like when i go to your birthday drinks to congratulate you being the age i already thought you were or not i don't know it's a miracle i've remembered at all when i'm buried in the ground i won't be able to make your birthday drinks but i will still feel guilty You see, when the air warms up like this, it brings every single memory of you back, and it makes me so sick, I can't breathe. Except I'm still breathing, aren't I? Sometimes I think that's the problem. Don't send those long paragraph texts. Stop
0: it. Right at the beginning of the year my friend Sally sent me a link to some YouTube videos featuring the music of some bloke called Stephen Wilson. She was particularly excited about his latest album called The Future Bites. At the time I remember being less interested in the songs I heard from that album and more interested in a previous album of his called The Raven That Refused To Sing the title track of which I featured on a podcast pretty much as soon as I heard it. But then, as pretty much inevitably happens with me, I took the bait and got hold of The Future Bites, particularly when I realised that Stephen Wilson was none other than the front man of Porcupine Tree, which was, as you can imagine, a very exciting discovery. The Future Bites is a loose concept album based around the idea of what it's like to live in the modern world. And its absolute standout track is a tune called Personal Shopper. It's bloody magnificent. It starts with a brooding murk of synths and incessant yet light to the touch beats. And then Stephen Wilson's falsetto appears and we're off. The song has it all bold as brass backing vocals, pounding choruses, incisive lyrics, and of course Elton John listing a load of consumers probably don't need to have: sunglasses, teeth whitener, deluxe edition box sets, volcanic ash soap, anti-aging cream, multivitamin supplements, noise cancelling headphones. For Stephen Wilson to have hired the arch consumerist in chief to get involved in this critique of consumerism was a masterstroke if a rather cheeky one, it all goes to make Personal Shopper one of my favourite songs, not just of 2021, but in general. 10 Songs in the Key of 2021 as chosen by some friends of the show and yours truly. I hope you like them. Let me know by responding to the Instagram post for this show what your favourite songs from the year were and which ones you feel really should have appeared on the episode. I'll be back sooner or later with songs in the key of something or other else. In the meantime, have a marvellous few days and nights and a magnificent new year till we
3: meet again